It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 2-2. Swing and a miss. Tapia goes down, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros go 5-0 on the homestand as they sweep this two-game series from the Rockies, winning this afternoon by a final of 14-3. Let's go down now to the Astros dugout, joined by Joe Biagini. Two innings today will... The stakes a little different, Joe, for you and your outing today compared to what you, you face in your first Astros outing with that no-hitter on the line Saturday, but handled it pretty well. Thank you. Um, as long as it looks like I did. I don't know <laughs> how it felt on the inside. Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, I mean, just another win, I guess. Isn't that the way things are around here? That's the way it, it certainly has been. you, you got a couple big double play balls here this afternoon. And uh, this offense for the Astros has just been incredible. You've been able to watch it uh, firsthand. What's your initial reaction to, to your new teammates offensively? A lot of flinching. Uh, <laughs> the crack of the bat happens so often here. Um, you know, you kind of you can't take your eyes off the game for too long. And, uh, I mean, we had some talented hitters in uh, Toronto, but, I mean, gosh, like, you know, up and down the lineup, it's just kind of like you have to – if you're anywhere in the outfield seats or the bullpen or something, you just got to keep your head on a swivel because it's, um, you know, I know people say it a lot about this team, but they're really fun to watch hit and not fun to pitch against. Not fun to pitch against, but you don't have to worry about that right now. Hey, Joe, thanks for joining us and, and welcome to the club. Thanks a lot. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS greetings from oriole park at camden yards in baltimore maryland where today the houston astros open up a three-game series against the baltimore Orioles. start of a season-long 10-game road trip for the astros that will also take them to Chicago and Oakland. Astros coming off a 5-0 homestand. It ended with a 14-3 win over the Colorado Rockies on Wednesday. Yuli Gurriel, two hits, including a home run. Tied a club record with eight RBIs. Garrett Cole struck out 10 and allowed two runs over six innings as the Astros have won six in a row and 16 of 19. Orioles, they have lost three in a row. They got swept by the Yankees, including a 14-2 loss in their last game on Wednesday here in Baltimore. Orioles have dropped five of their last six. Astros 75 and 40, first in the AL West, 10 games ahead of Oakland. Orioles 38 and 76, last in the AL East, 37 and a half games behind the Yankees. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Wade Miley getting the ball for the Astros today, and a guy who the Orioles are familiar with, pitched here for two years, but man, he's a much different guy since he was last in Baltimore. He is a different guy. You know, it's been the cut fastball, and let's talk about that a little bit because Wade Miley hasn't really had a good cut fastball his last couple of games, but he still pitched well. I, I think the reason for that is everybody is aware of that cut fastball, so they start leaking with that front shoulder to get to that pitch, and it's opened up 
the entire outer third of the plate so he can throw that change up. Uh, he can throw the fastball that runs away from him, all that stuff. So maybe the reputation precedes Wade Wiley right now, and it's working out great. Meanwhile, Dylan Bundy is on the mound for the Orioles. And you're talking about a guy who at one time was one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball, fourth overall pick in the 2011 draft. Been a little bit rocky for him as a big leaguer, a 5.15 ERA this year. Yeah, remember, he was also one of the hardest throwers in baseball. Now his fastball, and this is kind of funny to say, but this is a fact now these days, his fastball only averages 91 miles per hour, and that's way down there on, on the totem pole when you consider velocity in the big leagues uh, this time and, and place in baseball. He pitched pretty well against the Astros at Minute Maid Park earlier this year. Got the loss in that game, but if you remember that good split-fingered fastball and that breaking pitch really bailed him out of a couple of jams. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, this is going to be the Astros' third consecutive series against the last-place team two home series against Seattle and Colorado and one thing the Astros have done a good job of not just this year but even historically the last few years is they take care of business against the teams that they're supposed to beat and obviously this is an Orioles team they took two out of three from earlier this year in June and uh, expecting another good series for the Astros these three games but you have to play well yeah that's right and everybody knows how potent the Astros offense is and when you're a young pitcher and a young pitching staff like the Orioles or or whoever the, the Astros might face in, in the next coming days, uh, they pitch a little scared. And that just is so counterproductive because you pitch scared and you're trying to hit the corners early on in the count, you fall behind, and then you're playing right into the Astros' game. Is they're going to wait you out. They're going to wait for pitches that they can drive, especially early in the count. And if you're trying to dance around on the corners, they'll wait. If you want to fall behind, you eventually have to get, come in there, and they take advantage of those, those types of pitchers. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch in the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll be joined by Aaron Sanchez, who will make his second Astro start tomorrow. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Ariel curls that bat over his helmet, the 3-2. And that is hit well and hit deep. Left field. Kiss it goodbye. Off the community leader's side. Yuli Gurriel with a three-run homer. And the Astros with a 4-1 to lead. Another changeup, and Gurriel was on it. 18 home runs in his last 35 ball games. Gurriel swings, lifts one to right field. Blackman makes the catch. Runner tags from third. A slide by Alvarez. He's in there safely on the sack fly by Yuli Gurriel. His fourth RBI of the afternoon. Finds one to left field. This gets down for a base hit. Gets past Tapia. Scoring is Altuve. Home is Brantley. Here comes Alex Bregman, and Bregman scores standing up. That is a three-run double by Yuli Gurriel. Guess what? The bases are loaded for Yuli Gurriel, who's already driven in seven today. Here it comes. And that's hit sharply. Snared by Story. Shovels the second for one. On the first, not in time. Scoring on the play is Brantley, 
And Yuli Gurriel has tied a club record with his eighth RBI of the day. AJ, first of all, eight RBIs, uh, Yuli Gurriel last game. Can you remember a, a game in high school or Little League where you had close to eight RBIs? <laughs> well, I mean, if I faced you, I would get eight RBIs, really probably in the first two at-bats because most of the time you walk guys. So you have good teammates. Yeah, I mean, I have good teammates that get on in front of me. But I, uh, I feel like Yuli's been doing that for about a yeah. month and a half straight where yeah. he's just been incredibly productive every single time and so to have that kind of our offense was incredible that that two game series it's been really good for a long time but um, the, the the team offense of everybody seemingly putting up a good at bat and then and then guys like Yuli and um, and others coming through at the at the right time it made it for an explosive night when you talk about this lineup being so relentless I think about it as an opposing pitcher. He just rarely, rarely has a one-two-three inning, and that gets really tiring. Yeah, well, I think you—you you know, if you look at, at how we've adjusted the lineup as we've gotten healthy, the—you the, know, Correa is now batting six. He generally had batted third, fourth, or fifth in his career. Yeah. Gurriel had hit in the middle of the order for most of the year when guys were down. He's now hitting seventh. Um, even when you get guys like Chirinos and Reddick and at the bottom of the order. Um, you know they're they're not necessarily middle of the order bats, but they're productive at bats. Bat, you know that shouldn't be hitting eighth or ninth in most lineups. And so when you, as an opposing pitcher, if you get quality at bat after quality at bat, and you stare up and you're like, okay, I got through Bregman and Brantley and Alvarez, and you stare at the next inning and it's Correa and mm. Gurriel and Chirinos. Yeah, so it just and then before long, George Springer's coming back around. So it's. It is a luxury to have that many impactful bats and, and, and put a lot of pressure on the pitcher from pitch one. I know you like to chew on the lineup and set things for a little while. How do you like Bregman in the four hole right now? I like it. I like it mostly because of Jordan Alvarez. I, I don't want to move him down any further than five. I think he's been very productive there. I, I like splitting Brantley. Um, and Alvarez, even though they both hit lefties well, if they do want to mess with the bullpen and they want to bring in a lefty, they got to go through Bregman, um, which is a very difficult uh, at-bat for a left-handed pitcher when, it, when you come in against him. So um, Bregman can be very productive. I like the Brantley at-bat in the first inning, and, and, and ultimately Jordan's the one that's driving most of this because if I – if I hit Bregman third and Brantley fourth, I'm kind of compelled to hit Correa fifth, and then all of a sudden Alvarez is in the sixth hole. Um, it's funny what one spot makes you feel yeah. like it's too far down, but I love the look and feel of this lineup. Uh, Jordan makes his debut two months ago. Tell us something about Jordan. I mean, he doesn't speak much English. What's his personality like? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty even-keeled. I mean, what you see on the field is a little bit of what we see behind the scenes. He's a little more interactive. He talks a little bit more than than, than the stoic look on the field. But he's, um, you know, he's he's an easy guy to, to, to root for. He's an easy guy to like. He, he, li he brightens up when you start talking about his family and his, um, you know, his off-season stuff that he does in Tampa. And just, you know, when you start to get to know him as a person, it's, you know, he's a really interesting guy. And then, um, you know, he he's a huge presence for us. I mean, he, he's... He's been remarkable offensively. He's been very, very curious with Cintron and, and Yuli and, um, and Correa and guys that he interacts well with often about offense, about hitting. He's always, he's always picking people's brains. So, uh, but the calm demeanor is, is kind of how he, how he lives. You know, he doesn't get too emotional one way or the other, and, and that calm presence is, is one of the reasons why he's a, he's you know a fixture in our lineup. In long term, you, you feel like he's going to be just fine in the outfield, don't you? Yeah, I mean I think he can do it now. I just yeah. I mean look, we we have a um, 
you know, a little bit of an embarrassment of riches where I we don't need to put him out there. We don't really need to put him at first base. I mean, there's his his role on this specific team is is to swing it. is to swing it as the yeah. DH. And so, you know, in time where he ends up, I don't I don't really care. I mean, we'll find out if he's going to hit. Is he going to play first? Is he going to play play left? I, I would predict mostly left field DH, but um, not on this team and not at this time. It's kind of funny. Starting pitchers have their little rituals, and certain guys you don't talk to on, on game day. But Wade Miley's not that guy. He's a guy that wants to talk the day he pitches. Is it? He's a yeah, little different. No, he's odd that way, and and you know it's. He's he's got a great demeanor, but he's also just very approachable. I mean, it's he'll be you know it's like a normal day. It's it's no different whether he has a three o'clock bullpen or whether he's towing the rubber at seven o'clock as the starter. He's the same guy, and um, you know obviously we'll do his study. He will get his preparation right. in. He does his normal pregame routine. But is there an um, intensity out there? When yeah, I mean being... a little bit, but part of his intensity is is his looseness. I mean I think that's just who he is. You can't you can't ask somebody to be you know as intense as, as Garrett or as as ultra focused as as JV JV yeah. or you know the cerebral approach of Granky that I've seen or the the kind of eager youthful energy that Sanchez has I mean they're all different dudes and they they prepare differently and they ultimately act a little differently during the game but I um, the banter doesn't change with Wade on his start day or non-start day. Last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, you got one of your relievers back. You're pretty excited about having Ryan Presley. Yeah, no, it's nice, and I'm glad he got an outing in, in, in the minors at least to tune himself up a little bit and, and get into a game. I don't feel like I have to put him in the game today. I mean, I'll pitch him this weekend at some point, but given that he got off the mound and got into a game, he yeah. faced three hitters, he got his outs. Um, I, I, I can move forward now with him as a as a normal part of our bullpen as opposed to, to having to shove him into a game that maybe it's not a game that I would normally use him in. All right, AJ, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. You guys were Back with more Astro Launch right after this. What if I told you Colin McHugh was capable of doing the impossible, dodging liners, allowing his defense to turn two? You don't believe me. You'll have to see it for yourself. On Saturday, August 24, 15,000 fans receive a Colin McHugh dodging bobbling presented by Germania Insurance. How did that ball not hit him in the Adams app? I have no idea how that ball did. Astros.com slash promotions. Aaron Sanchez, Will Harris, Joe Biagini have combined to throw eight no-hit innings tonight. And the fourth Astros pitcher of the night is Chris DeVinci. Great two from Devo. Hit high in the air to right center field. This is playable for Reddick. He's there, makes the catch, and the Astros have thrown a no-header. Aaron Sanchez, Will Harris, Joe Biagini, and Chris DeVinci hold the Mariners to no hits as the Astros win it 9 to nothing. Celebration in the middle of the diamond at Minute Maid Park. 12th no-hitter in Astros history on a night they honored the franchise's best. It was the pitchers who stole the show. It all began with Aaron Sanchez in his Astros debut. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Aaron Sanchez, one of the new Astros, and you made quite an impression in your debut. Six no-hit innings, part of a a combined no-hitter on on Saturday uh, against Seattle. And I mean, obviously, you know, Getting a, getting off to a, a fresh start with a new team is, is always encouraging, but especially when it goes that well, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said before, you know, this team's already so good. You just try to come over here and, you know, try to make a good first impression. <clears throat> the easy part for me was I went out there with a three-run lead after the first, and it gave me time to settle in and just kind of execute pitches at that point. Um, so not a bad way to, to start my, my Astros career for sure. 
they always say, you know, a pitcher, it shouldn't matter what anybody, what, what the offense is doing. You're just trying to pitch your game. But it certainly helps when you know that you you're have an offense behind you that can score some runs, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> and that's the name of the game. you got to go out there and execute pitches. So it just gives you a little bit uh, more confidence to go out there. And, and if you make mistakes, you know, it's not going to really hurt you in, in, in a game that's, you know, 0-0 zero, zero or one nothing. How much information did you get when you came over? Because obviously, you know, the Astros are pretty heavy with analytics and have different plans for different pitchers and things like that. But how much information did you get? It had to be tough because, you you know, the trade happened Wednesday and you had to start Saturday. Yeah, um, <clears throat> going into the start, they kind of just said go pitch. And, you know, obviously they gave some suggestions and, you know, they really wanted to kind of dive into it gradually. You know, usually the guys get a whole spring training to kind of right. really take into what is, is being told to them. Um, for me, it was, you know, more of the other starting pitches around me. They, those dudes kind of gathered gathered around me. They give me their insight on what they do before and their kind of their homework that they do. So I think that 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 helped me a lot more. Um, then, then actually, you know, a lot of the information, not to say that the information didn't help, but I didn't really get as much information um, as, as you would think, you know, kind of coming over here. They obviously wanted to see me pitch and see see how I attacked hitters. Um, they, like I said, they did give me a couple of suggestions, but, you know, JV and Cole, you know, the guys around me helped me a lot. Going into the trade deadline on Wednesday, still with the Blue Jays, did you have any idea that, that you might be traded? Um, I mean... Obviously, you know that anything could happen. Yeah. Um, the big thing with me is, is I was having an okay year. I was still under control for another year, so I really didn't know kind of what, um, you know, later later towards, you know, the deadline days, you know, my name was been thrown around a little bit more than, than usual. Still no consideration to thinking that I was leaving. And, you know, right at the end, um, a lot of my teammates around said that, you know, New York was making a push and it was like 4.10 or 4.15, you know, 10, 15 minutes after the deadline. And I still hadn't heard anything. It was a travel day for us, so we were trying to get out of there. And right before I was about to go, you know, get ready and change change clothes into, into street clothes, um, manager called me in and... I thought, obviously, I thought at that point, you know, New York was where I was headed, being told from... To the Yankees or the Mets? To the Yankees, mm -hmm. um, from from everybody around. <clears throat> and then when they called me in, they told me where I was going, and it was like, I was like shaking. I was so happy, you know, get to get to come into a thick of a pennant chase. And, I mean, pitching in playoffs a few years back and, and not having it the, the, the few years after that, it was, I knew what I was geared up for, and I knew, you know, I had a ton of friends on this team, you know, from, from playing against them forever and, you know, meeting some at the All-Star game and, you know, idolizing some of these guys and, you know, just to be here and be a part of it, I, I knew it was going to be a lot of fun and my first week has been unbelievable. You mentioned getting a pitch in the playoffs with Toronto and it's one of those things where when you when you do it once, it's not like you think, okay, well, I've done it, so now I'm good. I mean, you, you want to keep doing it again and again, right? Yeah, I mean, that's <clears throat> why you play the game. Um, for me, I got it at such an early stage in my career that, you know, it really taught me how to, you know, prepare for a year. It taught me how to prepare in the off season. It taught me a lot of things, you know, coming into a year, and, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. But, you know, once you get it, you want that every year and, you know, a chance to, to pitch in, in a World Series with the team that we have and, and ultimately win one. Um, 
that opportunity that lies in front of me is something that I'm grateful for and, you know, thankful that the, the front office here, you know, trusted in me to, to help help this team get to that point. So, like I said, as much as I can learn here from, from the guys around me and, and, and the people and the staff that, that do their job, um, it's, it's going to be good for me for sure. Aaron Sanchez, thanks so much for joining us. Continued success. Yeah, thanks for having me. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.